Hello and welcome disc golfers to the Hitting the Line podcast. I am your host, Jad, and as per usual, I am joined by my brother, Nasdog. Nas, how you doing, bro? Jad, it's Champions Cup week, and I love W.R. Jackson. I cannot Dude. wait to watch disc golf for the next few days. W.R. Jackson is so good. I love it. It's finally a course that all disc golfers agree is really fucking sweet. Yeah. And I think there's still some people, I saw some complaints that it's, uh, you know, kind of repetitive. That's a lot of the same shot over and over, oh, but shit. I think with those holes and how many please nobody. there are, yeah, you can't, you can't please anybody. <laughs> dude. You can't please anybody. WR Jackson Christ. is world-class. Um, I've played there once before, not WR Jackson, but at that center, I played the steady ed course. The property is beautiful. It's in Georgia Lake country. And when I went, went, uh, went there, there was hardly anybody there. You walk in, there's the hall of fame and there's just this feeling that for, for me, it was one of the first places I ever went that was like a disc golf only space. And in 2010 in Georgia, for me to drive three hours from the little camp that I lived at to go play at course and be in a disc golf only place where just, you just feel disc golf in the air there, dude. It's three yeah, awesome I gotta make courses. my way to the international yeah, there's disc golf center. Three incredible courses for three different skill levels that you can go play. And it's awesome. I've been hyped for this. I've been waiting all year for this tournament. I love this course. I, I feel like the only legitimate criticism of it, and I don't even really think it's that legitimate right now, is that you can't fit a lot of people onto the course to like watch in the woods. But for a one time a year tournament and where we're at in disc golf right now, it's something I'm not at all worried. Exactly. That is such a little tiny thing to worry about in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And again, it's a, it's an incredible course and who cares for three, four holes. Someone can't see what's exactly happening. Like, I don't know that that doesn't seem to bother me. You'll see it. Hashtag watch live disc golf. Yeah. There's epic disc golf happening in those woods and whether I was there or not, I don't think I really care. So. Anyways, oh. so we are in Appling, Georgia. Yeah. So Appling, we are in Appling, Georgia, Georgia uh, for our first major of the year, the Champions Cup at WR Jackson. And it's a good one so far. Um, we're coming at you after round one. We still have three more rounds to go. I love that it's four rounds. Yep. Um, major, baby. It, yeah, and, and it's been good. Uh, before we get started and start diving into things, Nas, would you say a word for our sponsors that are bringing us here today? Yeah, of course, we want to shout out our sponsors, Prize Picks. Uh, Prize Picks is the app slash website that we use to play daily fantasy disc golf. And if you head on to their website and you use our promo code HTL, they will match you on your deposit up to $100. And they were our first ever sponsor. Uh, shout out to them. Um, and of course, I want to give a shout out to um, Dark Ace Disc Golf. Boom. Got my hoodie on right here. Uh, Dark Ace Disc Golf Apparel does a wonderful job of blending the two worlds of uh, disc golf and kind of heavy metal music. So if you want some uh, heavy metal themed disc golf apparel, head over to darkaceapparel.com. Check them out. St. Saint Louis based company. Really cool. Uh, George and the crew has been super supportive of us. And then uh, we want to shout out Till Death Disc Club. Both of us with our hats. Look at how sick those are if you're watching on, on the live. Are we oh, are we yeah. are we You've got that one. I've I've got the snapback. Um, I have mine that has that same logo upstairs. It goes good with my new Greg Barsby heavy metal t-shirt that goes so perfectly with it. Uh, and I want to talk about Greg later. Um, but yeah, shout out to our sponsors, Till Death Disc Club. Uh, play disc golf for life till death. Glide or die. Did do we have a promo code for them? 
I'm not sure if you yeah, said it. Yeah, it is uh, HTL Pod if you go onto their Sweet. website. And they are giving you 15% off your order. Like I said, they've got the hats. That's a legit shirts. deal. That's a legit deal. It's not no just 10. You're getting 15%. It ain't off no free shipping. It ain't no free off. shipping. 15% off a dope hat like this or the one that you have on. So please check out our three sponsors, uh, Prize Picks, Dark Ace Apparel, and Till Death Disc Club. Yes, sir. So before we jump into all things Champions Cup related, let's uh, we didn't record last week. We had a Silver Series event last week. It was the Tallahassee Open. It's just been a couple slow weeks heading into um, the Champions Cup. Is there anything that we need to mention maybe beforehand or should we just get right into it? I feel like everybody's pretty um, caught yeah, up. Or... It's, it's kind of in, in in the past. I think we could sit down and have a fun talk about silver series and those types of tournaments if they are like what they should be like because it feels kind of i think there should be like almost a ratings cut off and almost turn silver series and or like into more like a uh you know not a b league but the tournaments that it, maybe those same be a weekends qualifier as, in the future yeah i i think so just seeing chris chris dickerson go out and beat uh beat the rest of the field yeah it's like i expect him to win that because he's elite the guys he's playing with, they all have a chance to win that tournament if he's not there. And it's not that I don't want Chris Dickerson to win, um, but I think in the future that could be something that the Silver Series is a lot more like, yeah, get all your 980 to 10, 15 rated guys or 10, 10 rated guys. Like make, maybe make it so it's like that. But I don't know. Yeah. So uh, Silver Series is fun. It's cool to see some new folks win over that week. But I've really been watching uh, WR Jackson in the past tournaments here for the past like week and a half. So uh, I've been waiting for that. Yeah. Um, do we want to recap kind of where we were either? Do we want to get into the board first? Do we want to talk let's, about? Let's let's get into the standings. I got them pulled up right here. Um, okay. After one round, I feel like the course played slightly softer than maybe expected, maybe one to two strokes. Um, while the hot round came in, what you would expect around 11 down, uh, there's a bunch of 10s, 9s, and 8s. Whereas before when this was played in 2019, I don't think there was as many, but there also wasn't as many elite guys there. Yes. The That's game's progressing, different. and I know they trimmed up some of the edges of the woods. So I think the course is playing about two strokes easier uh, this year. Um, I don't know. Two two feels like a lot, but I think you're yeah. in that park. I I think one um, one and a half. When when I texted you earlier this this week, I said I that I thought uh, a ten down would be very hot, and so eleven was very hot. But you're right, lots of tens. But this is I think the deepest field and the most of experienced the year, yeah. field that we've ever had at this course. Exactly. Like a lot of these guys now have played this course in this tournament or a variation of this tournament many times. Yeah. Um, and just the level of competition is getting better. Like Drew Gibson is out here shooting a nine down and it's only good for tied for ninth. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's kind of what I meant by playing soft is uh, the hot score is still hot, but there's so many people that are pushing that yes, hot score. Yes. There's a, and gosh, it's going to make for an exciting few rounds, dude. Cause, uh, yeah. No one would have thought we'd see Corey Ellis and Casey White at the very top. Cool. Um, so, yeah, let's do it. We got go Corey Ellis and Casey White tied for first. And then we have one, two, three, four, five, six people. You could say tied for second, but it's technically tied for third. One stroke back. We have six people, one stroke back. It's James Conrad, Matty O, Ricky Wysocki, the Heimborg, Matt Bell, and Andrew Marweed. Um Handful of nines and eights, including Drew Gibson, Andrew Presnell, Greg Barsby, John Willis is a name that you might not expect to see up there. Chandler Fry pulled together an eight down. Nice. Mason Ford, eight down. Ezra, eight down. Lori Leighton, eight down. 
Um, and then I think the seven downs is probably about as bad as you're going to be able to shoot if you want to compete for first. Yeah. Um, and, and those sevens right now include Paul McBeth, Kevin Jones, um, some other no names like Isaac Robinson, Randon Lada, Luke Sampson, Joel Freeman snuck in a seven down, Gannon Burr. And Evan Smith, who was like 15 or 16, he was the Am World's champ last year. He snuck he, in. A he took down. a double bogey, but other than the uh, double bogey, yep. was, you know, he shot really well. So, yeah. Interesting. So, again, Dave I think if you Feldberg want to compete for minus first, six. Yeah, yeah. Feldberg minus oh, six. Feldberg. Um, anyone that you, shocked you besides Feldberg? I think maybe the Nico only shooting a minus four was a yeah, little bit shocking. I mean, that was definitely shocking for me. Um, I think seeing Yuli shoot a minus five is awesome. I think that was great for him. Um, yeah. I think uh, Brody shot a hot back back nine and finished hold four on, down. Hold on, two, was... three people that were we haven't mentioned yet. The crush triplets shot terrible today. Yeah, what is up? With Disc that? Mania is out of it. Disc like, Mania they're, is they're not out of it in this tournament. Yeah, Eagle, Mc, <laughs> Eagle McMahon it. two down after one round. Eagle McMahon two down. Simon Lazat, and we'll get into that round one. Oh, and or, I mean one down, and then Kyle Klein shot a one down. That's like a nine eighty rated round or nine seventy. So combined, they didn't. Yeah, that's not very good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought uh, it was pretty impressive that Brody. I think started off three over or two over through the front nine, and then shot got two eagles. He, he was the only person birdies. in the field to get two eagles. Yeah, two eagles and two birdies on the back. Uh, pretty impressive back nine there that if he can clean up a, a double bogey in this bogey, he is literally right up in there in the top 20 scores. So, uh, hopping Chris over Clemens, to FPO. Yeah, go Sorry. ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, hopping over ahead. to FPO. Um, I watched FPO this morning and let me say at least the first, the, like the couple feature cards, it was really nervy. And I think that's kind of yeah. been uh, consistent from the women this year on the first, first round. Um, and I would imagine so. I mean, they have way more competition now than ever. Like MPO, yeah, probably right. a little bit used to competition. The FPO used to just be Paige and Cat, and then whoever else. But now, yeah, I mean, there's the there's five anymore. five six girls who can win it on any weekend right now, at least. So uh, I thought it was nervy. So when we get to, when we get into prize picks, I'll talk about that. I really think the women are the routes to a lot of the unders this week, or I mean, tomorrow for round two. But Holly Finley and Haley King both coming in with the hot round of minus four tied for first. Yeah. Evelina and Kristen, our Europeans, are one stroke back. Sarah Hokum, you know, playing her consistent golf. Uh, yeah. I mean, she only grabbed three birdies, probably the least out of everybody on this top whatever, but only taking one bogey. And that's just yeah. Sarah Hokum's game. <laughs> that's Sarah Hokum. That's her game. You, dude. You gotta um, love it. You gotta Alexis love it. Manduhanu, not Val, but Alexis Manduhanu. Tying Sarah Hogan, Maria Oliva shortly uh, back, and uh, Missy Gannon taking a bogey on 18 to slip back a little bit. But yeah, Paige Pierce sitting at an even. She took a triple. That was uh, tough to watch this morning. Katrina Allen shooting an even to me. Kat just, uh, I think she had a a low circle one today. Yeah. And a couple bogeys. And all of her jump putts were just missing. So I fully expect her to bounce back. I totally. fully yeah, expect Paige see, Pierce to bounce you back. See Paige, Cat, and Cat here at all tied for eleventh, all within four strokes, and there's still three more rounds to play. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's anybody's game in the women's yeah, field. So it's anybody's. This is gonna be pretty fun to e- watch. Even someone like Kona Panis, who's sitting at plus two, if she could figure out a putt, could easily come back and win this thing. She could shoot um, a six, dude. There's no dude, reason. Dude, so easy. She parked hole one on the the second shot, and then she parked holes two and three and missed the circle one putt. It was so tough to watch, and then like double and. 
putted a couple other holes where she turned birdie looks into bogeys and it's yeah no need to Man, get into that now but no we all understand we definitely <laughs> get it um yeah so pretty i think exciting first day uh i did not even look to see how my entries played out we definitely both missed one um yeah do we so wanna, do, do um, we want to go into our picks sure well just going into prize picks i, I had a couple five pick flexes as well as the power play that I posted on our Twitter. The power play was a Eagle McMahon over, um, I believe it was like a 60, and a Simon Lazat under a 65. Yeah. Simon had the push, which in prize picks, if it's if a push is paired with a winner, you make profit on it. He had the push going into 18, yeah. which 18 was probably the easiest hole of the day, if not probably top three easiest. If you just look at the top, like 20 people in MPO there's one bogey and everything else is all threes or fours. <laughs> so actually I really do think 18 pl- probably played the easiest hole on the entire day. And so all we needed was a par out of Simon uh, to crush that one. And he ends up taking a double bogey. There's like not even OB on the course and he found a way to go out <laughs> down. <laughs> Fucking unders- and so that's just such uh, a bad beat, man. Uh, it was yeah, that is a bad beat for, yeah, you're right. Um, I'm looking at the stats hole 18 at played, um, 0.53 under hole 16 played 0.5 under the par. So, so 18 yeah, was the 18. easiest hole on the course. And all yeah. I needed was a par out of him. 53% of the field birdied uh, and the other 7% eagled 29% parred 8% single bogey. So Simon was one of very few players to double bogey that hole today. Probably three people total, probably literally the only it's, it's three people total. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, that's a bad beat. Okay. So that's okay. Yeah, um, whatever. My, my flex, <laughs> this is a first for me. Um, missed every single one <laughs> on my four pick flex. And I even had a couple five pick flexes that would have paid me out my 10 X if Simon gets there. So it was brutal for me. So yeah, if Simon gets there, so Ricky, I had over 59, of course he shot a 58 today. Like I thought he would shoot hot. But I didn't necessarily think double digits, or I thought he would shoot well. But I thought a ten would be the hottest, and that he would right. be a stroke or two off of that. Yeah, um, and he was, <laughs> and he was, he was, he was a stroke or two off the hot score. I had Simon, of course, with the under. We missed that with that that double bogey. I had Gannon Burr over sixty two. He shot a sixty one. I thought again he would shoot good, but not great today. And Adam Hammis, I really expected him to shred uh, under sixty two and a half, and he yeah. shot two or he shot one over. So. um yeah, I, I got scraped. There's nothing else I can say. And I also played that Simon Eagle power play with the Joel Embiid half point over. <laughs> Brutal. You do like eight X or ten X right there. <laughs> and Jeez. so uh yeah, you know, that's a one percenter, I guess. Yeah, it's it was tough. Um but we have things to look forward to. We have tomorrow to look forward to, round two. Yeah, will you pull up that that board? I'm trying to load mine. I don't want to exit out of my phone here. So I had to go live with I had to go live stream here on my phone, y'all, because the Wi-Fi in this RV park is not great combined with the fact that random stormy winds are happening right now. So kind of nervous to pull it up on my phone. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the board here. Let's go to the board. I'll tell you what I was really feeling when I looked at the board. Um Brody Smith over, they had him like at a six down. I just yeah. took that thinking he could still shoot pretty good. Like a five I have down. him at a 63, five down. So it's moved. It's moved. It has moved. Um, People were yeah, because I was smashing him on the over. And then I think all of the women plays are feasible for unders. 
Paige Pierce could easily shoot a four down. Um, Evelina, yeah. only you only need a, a one, one down, down. Out of Evelina. Yeah. Dude, today if and she doesn't Blom hit, Roos, yeah. plus one. They have her as a one over. But what does she shoot today? Uh, hold on, probably something close to that. But a one over is extremely feasible. Totally, it's feasible. Let's she's see. not. She's not the one I would probably trust. She, she shot a two. Her. She shot a two over with a triple bogey and a double bogey back to back. Yeah, I think this course is uh, definitely scorable for the ladies. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, and, I guess and Hannah kind of did get an eagle today. So. Okay, I could definitely see that play under all yeah. day. Katrina okay. Allen could hit that four under. Katrina Allen is the one I'm least confident in. Um, I love the Kristen Tatar three under. I thought she didn't even play that well today. She had. Let me tell you, Kristen's got this awesome silent confidence about her. She was the only one that she was does. not playing. She was the only one not playing nervy out of the women on that feature card. She's just yeah. casually stepping up to thirty footers, not even taking any time and, and draining them. Uh, but I think she can easily do better than the three under. She just took a whole bunch of pars. She never got off the tee well is what happened. So Yeah. Uh, watching her today a little bit, when she hit that like 60-footer towards towards the, the end, eagle. you just know she's feeling confident. Yeah. Yeah. Like like you said, she's got this silent confidence about her. Like even when she's off the fairway, she's like, yeah, I'm going to scramble yeah. with my harp. And then, and then I'm going to hit my 30-footer. If I have to hit a 25 or 30-footer to save par, I'm going to do it. Not, and she's not even worried about it. And you could visibly see how shook Kona was before every oh, twenty yeah, before footer. Every, yeah, and I mean it's just, and we're not hating on her. Me and you were texting about it all week last week, like about how important because you're going through some putting uh, woes right now. And oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. like it's if you are worried about that 20, 25 footer, when you step up, you're going to miss. It's as simple as that. You you have to yeah, be. You're right. What was that? What was that quote in that book you gave me? You have to be excited. Um, you have to be yeah, excited someone, to putt because you know that you have the edge there. Yeah, you have to have the mindset. And this was actually taken from uh my uh or sorry, the disc golf podcast Slack. Someone posted this okay. in the like tips forum. And it's uh I'm pulling it up in our chat somewhere. Here it is. Uh it's a great quote. Uh putting is largely mental and you have control over your mind and attitude. To become a good putter, you must make a commitment to good thinking. You have to fill your mind with thoughts that will help you, not excuses for poor putting. Uh, you may have to decide that come what may you love putting and you're glad that every hole gives you a chance to use your putter because that's where you've got a big advantage all, all, all uh, over all the players who dread putting. So I'm, it, I'm trying to learn to love putting and you could tell and Kona does not. And you can tell that Kristen has the silent confidence about her. And I just yeah. think it's very telling when you watch both of them step up to putts, it's just way different. Yeah, totally. Um, so you're liking a lot of those unders then. All right, let me read off some. Well, from the women, I think they were pretty sharp with the men and are trying to make you choose a lot of eight unders. Yeah. And in eight, a lot of people got an eight, but that's it's still tough to pull the trigger on. Uh, eight well, here's a stat, Jed. I got a stat for you. I saw just before we got on. 32 MPO players had 100% C1X today. Nice. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's something when you're that's saying how many field. people in there's the a, field. There's 100 people. That's a yeah, 100% C1X, like that's some great disc golf. So scores are being hit today, but let's see. We've got um, Ricky Wysocki at 58 and a half. So he needs to shoot better than that, or he needs to shoot a 10 or better. And, and that's just tough that to pull the trigger a, on. That could be a great over. If you want to uh, mix in it over here, that's a great chance to do it. Uh, Paige Pierce at 64 and a half. So she needs to shoot a four down or better. I Again, can take very, that. very feasible. Eagle at a six down. Right now, that seems like a good over, but. He could, a six down, he, but he also had um, a decent amount of bogeys today. I think he actually had like six, seven birdies at least. 
but he did I, not go bogey free. I think those bounce backs are actually the ones that you probably want to hit your unders on. Like what, what do they have Kyle Klein at? I'm, I'm not going to pull the trigger on Kyle Klein right now. But, so he, he's on fraud Six. watch just, just, as, just as Kevin Jones is. A 62. But, a 62 for yeah, Kyle and Klein. I think I think that was like a 1030-something rated round, a six down. And that's just his rating. So if you think Kyle Klein can bounce back and shoot his rating, then go ahead and choose the under. All right. Well, how about Adam Hammes then at 61 and a half? Less than Kyle Klein. If you, that's an over, I think. Maybe not an under. That's what a... Uh, yeah, nine under. I mean, uh, no, he's definitely got seven. it in him. That's, no, he, that's a seven. He has taken first at this tournament two years ago, or he tied for first. Yeah. Um, seven downs, probably only like a 1040. He's shot he better than seven down that. in the yeah. past. You know, he's capable of it. The course is full of long pushing forehands, which we know he has. So um, I think he's definitely somebody that if you're looking to do an under, you can. Uh, but we also know that he's one of our swingy, streaky players. He's streaky. Where, he's someone that yeah. I could definitely see on an over because he's going to have to shoot at least a six or a seven just to stay in contention. Yeah. Um, and, he know, could, and, and he could be the guy that shoots the 12 tomorrow. We've seen enough. Totally. So. Yeah. Uh, Kev, uh, Kevin Jones, also 61 and a half. So Kevin, if he can shoot a little better than today, that, that could work out well. I'll James tell you what, Con- a, a good finish from Kevin Jones here will do a lot for a season. Here's someone, it's kind of interesting because they didn't put his score or he had, they actually have James Conrad at a 60 and a half, which he shot a, a 10 today, right? Or yeah. an 11. He shot so a 10. So like, oh, then, yeah, then, then they're saying, they're not really respecting him on 10 strokes. They're respecting him on seven and a half strokes. So they thought that maybe either he played out of his mind or they don't really think James Conrad is that good. So if you think James can come out and do it again, and I watched his practice round, it feels like he has this course pretty dialed. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually, of course I said pushing forehands, but that's actually kind of like the easy way out. Realistically, um, the long sweeping turnovers are the better, better. the better plays on better. this course. Yeah. yeah. He's got that. Drew Gibson at 59 and a half. That's a really sharp line. Cause he shot a nine down today. So they're saying, can Drew mm-hmm. go out and do it again? Uh, Simon at a 65. So three down, he was a 64 today, right? We, yeah. And we I had him on the under at 64 and he, if it was not for that triple, we hit that. So now they raise him up one. They have him at 65. Yeah, I uh, think that's definitely something you could hit the under on. Simon, I, I didn't get to watch his round. Again, all we needed was a par on 18, and he hits that 65. Um, I don't see him shooting much worse. He shot like a 1,000 rated round today. All you need is like a 1020 out of him. So, Yeah, um, Gannon Burr, 60. Uh, Ezra, 62. Brody Smith, 63. So Brody, five down. I think he showed today that he can score that well. But when he's off, off the tee, uh, he's he's not kind of he's he's not scrambling as well as maybe he could have. Um, yeah, and so- and I wanna and I wanna reiterate something that we always do every time we come on here live is that you need to hit the lines early. Uh, the Brody, it was at a six. What I say, sixty-two. It was at a six six under. Um, it's yeah. moved a whole stroke now, and I think that six under the over on that was like that's snap pretty good. Play. But, you know, when it pushes to the five, it, it makes it much tougher to pull the trigger. So always yeah. get on the lines uh, ASAP. Um, yeah, so those are the lines. And I haven't made any for tomorrow yet, uh, but I'm looking to soon. Um, yeah. Who are So what What are your lines? So what have, out of all of those, they also have Dickerson at a 59. Um, I'm, I'm mostly avoiding the men. I'm grabbing unders on Paige Pierce, Evelina, Henna, Kristen Tatar, um, and I had Brody on the over to mix it up. I'm I'm mostly just playing the women, and I think Simon is a good under. That's that's what yeah. I got. Uh, I think 
I, I think Paul uh, or Rick at Paul's at a 58. Oh, and, and by the way, Eagle McMahon took a triple bogey and then yeah. bogeyed 17 and 18. Um, so what do they have him at? A six or a seven down? They have Eagle at a six down, 62. I think you can easily pull the trigger on the under there. Yeah. He's Eagle McMahon. I mean, he's Eagle McMahon. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one, one of those ones that, um, cause he hasn't played Eagle recently. McMahon shoot a 1030 rated round. Look yourself that's, in the mirror with your clown mask and, and then say, no, <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. If you can look yourself in the mirror and say, Eagle, Eagle can't shoot a 1030 10 tomorrow. Well, then you should put take your clown mask on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or you should take the under then. Cause that's about what, what that is. Yeah. So yeah. lots of good plays like for uh, tomorrow. I, I um, think, I think tomorrow there are lots of good plays and lots of money to be won. I really do. Okay. Well, let's try to make that happen. Um, do we want to do a bankroll challenge update for our listeners? Uh, I was up 30 bucks coming into this week and now I'm down about 30 bucks. So not much I happened for me. into this week with 145 uh, because, oh no, I think, yeah. And then I made a $5 bet on the masters. So I was down to 140 and I um, lost 12 today. So I'm down to 128, still up 28%. There we go. I'm going to make some, en- some entries here. Probably just do maybe a one flex and one power play. Um, again, yeah, I'm really liking Paul, I think, on an over because he could still shoot a nine down, which is very good. That keeps him in contention. Uh, but he's going to have to shoot fire the next three rounds, I think, if he wants to keep pace uh, with the rest of the field. Something to note about Paul is I was watching some live while I was at work, and it looked like he was struggling today, still shot a seven down. Yeah, it's just something to say. It looked like he was struggling, and he still shot a seven down. So, yeah. So, Paul McBeth is still we'll Paul. Um, he wants he want we know he wants these majors more than more than anybody. So I think avoid taking any Paul overs late like, later this week. Maybe now it's okay. But uh, yeah, I think Paul still has a run at this thing. Rick's playing well. Conrad, because uh, you know we see these newer names at the top right right now. But what makes it a major and what makes disc golf so great in today's age is that. You have to do that every round if you want to compete. Oh, wow. You shot a hot round the first round. Congratulations. If you go out and shoot a three down, a four down, and a seven down, you're not you're not winning. Like You can't just do that. So uh, we'll see who can keep it up the entire week. Usually the cream rises to the top at majors. Yeah. Speaking oh, Josh of... Josh Anton's name was on the leaderboards today. Did you see <laughs> I love him? seeing that. Josh Anton always comes out of the woodworks out of nowhere and always shoots a hot well. round. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. He just hops out of a van somewhere with his bag of old destroyers and rocks Dude. and AVRs and whatever else and just crushes it. So Josh yeah. Anton. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention. Uh, so we are in a disc golf fantasy league. Yeah. The studs of Twitter Disc Golf Fantasy League, uh, run by Matt Winters. Um, and we're sitting in second right now. Okay. Slightly behind OTB Dis and our whole OTB squad for you. Our whole squad went off except for one guy, and it's a shame. So here's our team. It's Ricky Wysocki, uh, yep. Andrew Marweed, yep. Mason That's Ford. Right. That's right. Uh, Gannon Burr. So uh-huh. out of all those guys, our worst score is a seven down. And then Brody Smith. He shot and a four the, still though. It's pretty good. But the worst part about that is because we didn't, we, we didn't originally draft Brody. We drafted Lori Leighton. Yeah. But we needed somebody who was going to be on the tour early and we forgot to repick up Lori. Lori shot an eight down. I'm pretty sure Lori got picked up as soon as we dropped him. He got Did he? Up dude, yeah. so brutal. Our worst score would be a seven down right now, but uh, yeah. our team's looking really good this week to potentially take first back. So 
Yeah, watch out. OTB, we coming for you. We're coming, coming for you. Hitting the we line. Are. The fantasy pros out here. <laughs> we didn't but, pick our um, team just like some noobs. Uh, yeah, so, dude, super exciting few days of disc golf to come up. Tomorrow is a uh, – we don't have students tomorrow. It's a teacher work, work day, so you know I'm just going to have disc golf going on the big touch. Speaking touch of screen. students, tell me about – were you teaching the college today? Yeah, I teach uh, Tell me disc about golf. that I have not heard anything yet. Oh, yeah. I teach disc golf at SOU now, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 4.30 to 6.20. Oh, nice. And uh, it has been fun. I've got about 13 – I must I think there's 13 registered for the class and usually about – 11 to 12 of them show up. There's always someone absent, you know, but uh, I've got a bunch of putters and stuff that I had in my classroom at my normal elementary school job, um, had those in a backpack and brought them over. And I've got all my students throwing only putters and mids, like some kids bought little DX starter packs. So they got their shark, their AVR, but then I have a backpack full of like wizards, challengers, bangers. How many people are mind, are mind blown at what, at what you're doing with the disc? Um, I wouldn't say mind blown, but yeah, they're definitely like, you know, today I, we we're, we we're playing a few holes at SOU's course and I like chained out like, you know, a 36 footer. Cause I'm a sweet putter when it doesn't matter. I'm just like, bing, putting this 36 footer, it chains out. They're like, Oh, like, Oh, uh, but it's cool to like teach people who really like most of them had almost no experience, like form from right. the ground up. Um, it's paid me still not as like serious as I would want the class to be. Cause they're still just like, all right, these are college kids trying to get an easy pass. An easy credit, uh, yeah. And as long as they show up and have fun, they're going to get that credit, you know. But I got them throwing putters. We're watching overthrow disc golf's form videos and doing his drills nice. in class and disc golf strong war uh, ups. You're telling me they give you an actual classroom? Yeah, dude. I have a classroom, and I, and then we go out to the field <laughs> across from Market of Choice, B- and we bottom throw. floor of the uh, HPE building of the uh, yeah i guess like the oal stuff wherever that yeah. is yeah. yeah i'm in room 34 you probably had a class in there yeah and my one of my pictures from one of my projects is probably hanging up in that hallway and i oh, want it, it back which one is it i'll steal it for you it's you'll find it just look for my name I it's, did, it's a picture on top of uh, it's a picture on top of pirate uh pilot rock i'll have to look okay because I, I was looking was, want it i was <laughs> looking for it before and i didn't see your name but maybe i didn't it's a, it's a long it. wall so yeah um yeah so teaching disc golf to adults has been cool and it's like, I think in my mind, I'm like, oh, cool. They just had a pretty good field day on Tuesday, practicing their backhands. Let's go out to the course on Thursday, see how them backhands are looking and go out. And it's like, oh no, they're throwing like day one all over the first five yeah. classes are like disappeared, but that's okay. Cause they're just having fun. And I'm trying to teach them the good mechanics and form, but a couple of them are starting to get it. They're throwing their putters. There's this one big red, red hair dude, big college kid. Uh, and he just bombs his putter like really nice. far, like probably farther than me. And he's just got to get his, he's, he's like literally just got to get his nose down. He throws everything slightly nose up, but he just arms it. But once he learns like good, good form, he's going to bomb. He's oh. naturally just throwing like 300 feet with bad form, like with wow. like a putter or like 250 probably at least. Nice. Um, and then a couple of them, you know, they don't quite get the whole idea of like letting the disc rip out of your hand yet. And, uh, but I think they'll get there teaching yeah. uh, college kids. Disc golf is a lot more fun than. Uh, oh, teaching little too. ones disc golf because then it was like, all right, just be safe. Don't hit each other, throw it. But with the adults, I can kind of go a little bit more in depth of like right. trying to tell them form. Like I said, we're watching form videos. We're doing drills. Not like, I'm not like a football coach out there. Like every 15 windmills now, but uh, you got to bang these 20 footers before you leave. Yeah, <laughs> but it was fun. So today we just, cause I knew I was going to cut it a little short. I'm like, all right, we're going straight out to, to the course. We're going to play like six, seven holes. Uh, the one student's like, have you ever gotten a hole in one before? 
And I was like, I was like, one time I got two in a round with my brother. Yeah, Tell him the whole story. Christmas Day. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas Eve 2019. Yeah. Let me tell you, before COVID, yeah, it was a miracle. In front of all of the OGs. In front of all the OGs of Toledo. You tell them I aced hole four there or whatever it is, three, the shortest <laughs> one in the course. I did too. I was like, well, my brother's aced this one because she was yeah. asking about it when we're on hole three. And I've yeah. got two women in, the, in, the, in in our class, which is cool too. Um, and then, yeah, it's just, it's fun. It's a little extra cash in my pocket and I would teach disc golf to people for free. So. For free, right? Totally. I have my whole pretty much career playing disc golf. So nice. Um, yeah. And then signed up for, uh, the McConaughey tournament that's coming on and you didn't play it last year. Did you? It's no, so you have, to, dope. you have to give me the beta on the course. Well, the beta is that it's really fucking tough. Yeah. <laughs> the, the beta is get all of your birdies on the extra holes. Yeah. Um, they're pretty much just wide open hyzers and legit, like you want to go like at least five down on the extra holes. And then the rest of the round, you're just trying not to lose those five strokes. And even is yeah. really good there. Yeah. I saw like even is like really highly rated. <laughs> um, the beta to me is stay at kangaroo Lake, which is like 20, 30 minutes away. It's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful Lake. You could fish all day. There are tons of tons of rainbow trout tons really like, cool yeah it's like to me that's the beta I, we that's where we've we seen hink there yeah uh, so they, right. they, they stayed at kangaroo fishing, lake too. it's on no kangaroo lake is the spot you want to be it's there it's mine and jamie's fishing. favorite trip we've done so far so well that is dope um, yeah jamie uh played an all women's tournament last oh, week yeah let's hear about it uh she took third in women or fourth in women's rec out of like 20 people maybe or 14 people um she shot like 40, 60 points above her rating. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So now she broke that 700 barrier. There she uh, goes. So that's dope. And then she signed up for a B tier next weekend. I'm on the wait list. We'll see what happens. Um, so, that's yeah, that's, that's what's going on. And yeah. Well, are you able to watch uh, Disc Golf tomorrow? Yeah. I work six to one, but I'll, I'm going to watch at work. That's what I do. Duh. Yeah, yeah um, <laughs> that's what I've been doing. I know, like today, you know, I'm like I doing writing with nobody. my kids. Today with my students, we're like doing writing, we're doing reading. But you know, I'll go back and just check, you know, the U disc scores real quick on my computer screen. I'm like, oh, okay, someone's playing. I home. got mine going right. live in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I can just hear it playing. Uh, well, for our listeners out 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 there, we hope you got something. Sorry, the episode was not out before the tournament started. Our schedules would not allow it, but that's what's great about Prize Picks is you can play every round is a fresh start. Um, so shout out again to our sponsors, Prize Picks, uh, Till Death Disc Club, and Dark Ace Apparel. Jed, you got anything more for the listeners? No. Follow us on Twitter. Watch, watch, watch live disc golf. And then I think betting at least just a little bit of money on disc golf also makes the sweat that much better. You're paying attention to things that you don't normally pay attention to. Um, You're seeing stats it, you might not normally yeah, see. Yeah, so I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, again, use our referral code HTL. Uh, if you want to bet on some disc golf on prizepicks.com. And, and of also course, shout follow out us to, on social media. Go ahead. Shout out to Stat Mando. Um, yes. You know, they just do such a good job in general with all stats that, you know, we can go on there and look up head to heads and look up past histories. So he- head on over to statmando.com if you like disc golf and numbers. Yes, sir. Follow us on Twitter at underscore hitting the line. And then you can find me at jdisc44007. Um, and the same thing on TikTok at jdisc44007. Yeah, and you can find me at HT Nasser on Twitter, H-T-N-A-S-S-E-R. 
And uh, until next time, we are out of here. Peace.